Today we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 4. Now in chapter 3 we've seen the fall of mankind in the garden when Adam and Eve fell to the deception of Satan. And, and it says that after they ate from the tree their eyes were opened to the fact that they were naked. And Eve was told that their eyes would be open, that they would be just like God, knowing good and evil. And because of, the, of this, they witnessed the outcome of disobedience and sin in one of their own children, which resulted in the very first murder to be seen in mankind. And to make it worse, it was, it was done to a younger brother. And it's amazing to see how, over the years, how family members fight, and, and some even have killed one another. But when we look at society today and the downfalls in it, the source seems to be always from a broken family, broken homes. And when we look at nations around the world and we hear people say, we need godly leadership in our nations, which we absolutely do. But godly leadership in our homes is what will make the difference in our societies. Well, we could always pray for both, though. But as we go through the Bible, we'll see a lot of situations that are really hard to read at times. And I pray that it will be an eye-opener. An eye-opener to avoid the things of sin. And, and we didn't have, if we didn't have history, then, then what would we have to learn from or grow from in things to avoid? See, the Bible is the highest-sold book of all time. But is it the most followed book of all time in our lives and in our walk with God? And, and at this time I want to get started in Genesis chapter 4 to, to see what the Lord has to, has to say to us. And again, as I said, these things are really hard to read sometimes when we look at the things that happen. But it's always good to know the, the roots of things in order to see, to see the good and, and from the bad. So at this time, let's go ahead and get started in Genesis chapter 4. If you have a Bible, uh, and if not, and again, if you, if you go on our, uh, on the messages or the, the media page, you can follow along. There's a little Bible app on the top of that page on the media page, uh, which will allow you to, uh, follow along in, in all the different Bible versions. But I, I also, just so you know, I read from the New King James Version if you want to follow along in that version. Uh, but if you do have a Bible with you, turn, turn to Genesis chapter 4 as we get started. And we're going to start off from verses 1 through 5. And it says, Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. And then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So at this time, we have four people now mentioned. Adam and Eve, Cain was firstborn, and then his brother Abel. And as they got older, they were given jobs, it looks like, which, which is obviously the two oldest professions on earth, farming and sheep herding. Uh, to this day, they're still being done around um, all over the world, at least the farming end of it, but still to some areas of the world, you could still see sheep herding as a profession. And so it starts out with, it starts out with two sons and their offerings to God. And it gets right to the point on what happened here. Offerings given to God. Now, in the book of Leviticus, it explains the detail, in detail the sacrifices that were required. 
and, and for why they were done, why the sacrifices needed to be done. Now, it doesn't say what was done for the reason of the offering, but I will say if the Bible is silent about something, that it's best to stay silent. So, so there's no false speculations about anything. And, and what was clear was that they each brought an offering. God accepted one and not the other. And, and just to fill you in on, on requirements from Leviticus, uh, where we first seen it was vegetables were, were never mentioned. Blood sacrifice for sins was accepted. And, but there was a grain offering in Leviticus chapter 2, but no vegetables were ever required. Grain was not technically a, a sin offering of sorts. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4 speaks of this, and I will read that. It says, By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. So what was the problem? Okay, so verse 6 will really show us, but how often we forget that God knows the hearts of all people. We can be silent with our mouths, and we can even look good by our deeds, but God knows whether it's done for the right reason or for, the, or, or for personal gain. God is always able to evaluate the motive of someone. The common outlook is quantity, when God's outlook is quality. And what Abel was giving was out of obedience here, but also out of love, more importantly. When we look at what was seen in Hebrews chapter 11, it shows that God looks for faith and obedience. And Abel was mentioned many years later in remembrance for those things. But what we do in this world or, or for the world is quickly forgotten. We can become the number one philanthropist in the world, but as soon as somebody uh, ups you on the amount of money, you're no longer remembered by, by society as much. But God remembers everything done for him in truth. Those are the things that never fade. God gives Cain instruction that applies to all people. And one of the first reminders of, of life application that does not change in what he's about to give him. And, and I think it's, again, it's very important to really recognize these things that, that we see. When God speaks, we should listen. Because very often we, we, we tend to really forget. We get, we get easily sidetracked. We let jealousy, we let, we let things of this world get in our way. And, and every single one of us that's lived a period of time can attest to these things. Looking at verse 7. And I'm going to be looking at verses 7 through 10. Now this is, this is again the, God speaking to Cain. He said in verse 6, the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen, he says? But if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. And then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So God speaks to Cain directly. Now what I've done over time is, is whenever God addresses someone uh, with a specific message, I, I grab my highlighter and I mark it in my Bible and I, I try to memorize it as well. 
And I'll, I'll let you in on a little something I've noticed throughout the whole Bible. What God said to Cain as one of the first few people on earth, he has said to many and to all throughout time in the Bible he, the same exact thing. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if not, sin lies at your door. And, and this is something, again, this is, this is God speaking to Cain in, in the very first beginning of time, one of the first few humans on earth was reminded that if you do well, you will be accepted. And, and I look at this and I thought to myself, I'm like, how often have we ignored this over, the, over our lifetime? And that's uh, unfortunately in the results of sin. We, we tend to forget really easily. Maybe we have a selective memory. But our, if we have a selective memory, I pray that the selection will be on this verse. To remember what God himself had said, if you continue to do well. And now Cain, Cain did not listen. And, and on top of it, uh, he, he got sarcastic with God, the creator and knower of all things. Cain says to him, I don't know where he's at. Am I my brother's keeper? Well, the answer to that is yes. If you've ever heard the previous message in Genesis chapter 3, I, I mentioned roots and how everything has one, from the oak tree to the stinkweed. Cain commits the very first murder on earth, and, and on his own brother of all things. And there's the root of what came in murder. Uh, jealousy is one of the most destructive things known to man. Yet over time we see that the, the ability to take human life is more and more. In fact, I was reading about a, a brother who killed his younger brother over a video game. These are children here. And it was over a video game. It, it doesn't have to do with jealousy anymore. Sin has really raised the bar over the years. And, and when I continue to see the news and when I continue to see uh, articles and so on and so forth, it, it's becoming more and more of, a, of a, what we would consider a normal thing to see such things. And, and, and trust me when I say that this is far from normal. This is not something that we should ever be uh, looking at and, and, and accepting as, as a form of normalcy. And whenever a body is found in our day and age, we, we have what's called forensic science. Okay, Cases where someone, uh, someone committing murder and, and hiding the evidence has been caught and proven guilty and due to this ability... It comes down to it comes down to this is God's way of exposing people who did it. Now, some someone may uh, may look at cases where someone was murdered and the killer has not been caught, and now know that God knows all things. Cain thought that he could hide it uh, by burying his brother, but his blood cried out through the ground. God said, "Know that God's abilities are are." are stronger than for any forensics. He gave us the tools today, is all, is, all, is all we have. But God's abilities in seeing all things are stronger than any form of forensic science that we could ever use. There's still numerous cold cases out there from, from what we've seen. But God knows them and God will expose them. You know, Cain being a farmer, he was the first one to realize that, that dirt washes off his hands uh, easier than blood does. And perhaps this is the first saying that he was caught red-handed. But we don't, we don't choose, okay, we don't choose our birthdays. God does. We have no business choosing someone's last day on earth. That also belongs to God as well. And Cain, Cain walked on some dangerous territory here. I've witnessed a few people pass away. 
And it's a life-changing experience. The only thing that helped was knowing that they were in the presence of God for those that did. And, and what's interesting to know, too, is that over time, morticians have been interviewed by people. And, and the response by these morticians, they've always said that they always knew the deceased were, who the deceased were that were saved. Because they never had to put a smile on their face. And so that is the only thing that's really helped me to, to recognize for those that I have had to witness pass away is that they basically left with a smile on their face. And if, and if we're going to go, that's exactly how we should go. It should never be by our, by our hand or someone else's, but by God's will and God's perfect timing. That is the only way we should ever have to, uh, to witness death. Now, if we observe verse 11 through 15, it says, So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. And the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should, should kill him. Out of everything we've seen, one of the most amazing, uh, amazing things that most people question is the grace of God. If you're new to hearing the Bible, grace is a word which means unmerited favor. It's basically, it's basically favor for, for something that we don't deserve. And it's only God that could give such things. I think one of the coolest things I've ever heard about grace in, in, in abbreviating the letters of G-R-A-C-E can spell out God's riches at Christ's expense. And that is the ultimate of unmerited favor there, which only God gives. Now, the thing is, is now God doesn't let anyone get away with things. But His grace and mercy is, is completely beyond explanation. God never allows us to get away with our, with our actions. It's why we have scars on our bodies at times when we've survived something that we've done to ourselves. But if there's something that the people can relate to, it's Cain's response to his punishment. He says it's greater than I can bear. And then God puts a mark on him. And, and we don't know what it was. Uh, many people have, have made speculations on what this mark was. But the authoritative word says that God put the mark on him. We just don't know what it is. But relation to Cain's comment is very common within most people. Uh, many people will commit crimes, but they don't want the repercussions. Now, uh, back in the 1980s, there was a, ser a serial killer by the name of Richard Ramirez in, in the L area. He was referred to as the Night Stalker. This guy, he killed a lot of women in the 80s. And how he got caught one day was he decided to uh, attack a woman. He tried to carjack her. Uh, but some people on the street happened to have noticed what was going on. And I guess they noticed him. And they ended up, um, they ended up uh, beating on him, basically, to, to stop him. 
And it was said that he was basically crying during the beating. Yeah, he did what he did, and over time, what he did was much more horrific than anything he was having done to him out there on the street. And and so we, when we look at that, we could almost look at the uh, the, the comparison to, to Cain here. That my punishment is is more than I can handle. Yeah, you know, the Night Stalker Richard Ramirez killed numerous people, and when he was being attacked for basically trying to hijack someone. He was he was uh, he was crying on the street, according to uh, eyewitnesses that were there. Now, as sin entered Adam and Eve, Cain Cain was the first uh, uh, record of hands-on violence here, because prisons prisons didn't exist. Uh, Cain's punishment was a similar style of solitary confinement. Cain's vocation was farming. He could, he could labor to plant, but nothing would grow, is what God said. The, the life of a vagabond has absolutely no roots or a place that, that is called home. So Cain was not only the first murderer on earth, but also the first nomad as well. Uh, now, as for Cain's fear of being murdered himself, this brings the question as well. Who, who would have been able to do such a thing if, if there was only so many people on the earth? Uh, there was the possibility that Adam and Eve had other children. Uh, who have populated the area? Uh, there was no ages of Cain and Abel yet uh, that were that were described in in this chapter. Uh, people were living hundreds of years back then. So in, for Cain to say that would it would have to be known that there's the possibility that Adam and Eve had more children within time, and we don't know exactly how old uh, Cain and Abel were because it didn't say, but Cain made it known that somebody would kill him. But Cain, if you notice, uh, showed no remorse. There was no repentance. He he cared he cared about himself being killed. And, and this is the reason that we have laws. God created laws uh, later on in Numbers and Leviticus. And this was the first example of why. God will always forgive when asked in truth of heart. But we're always going to have the consequences of our actions, which is uh, which is always going to happen. When when God is involved here with hey, God's mercies allows us to bring us it, it brings us back to Him. If we're truly broken, then He will take us. But unfortunately for Cain, it didn't look that way. Cain Cain showed no remorse whatsoever in what he did to his brother. There was no sign of repentance here. He cared he cared about himself. Now, if we continue here in verse 16, it said, Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. To Enoch was born Irad, and Irad bought Mehuel, and Mehuel begot Methuselah. Methuselah begot Lamech. Then Lamech took for himself two wives. The name of, of the one was Adah, and the name of the second was Zalah. And Adah bore Jabal, and he was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal, and he was the father of all those who played the harp and the flute. And as for Zalah... She also bore Tubal Cain, an instructor of every craftsman in bronze and iron. And the sister of Tubal Cain was Nema. Then Lamech said to his wives, Adah and Zillah, hear my voice. 
Wives of Lamech, listen to my speech. For I have killed a man for wounding me, even a young man for hurting me. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, then Lamech seventy-sevenfold. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son, and named him Seth. For God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom killed, Cain killed. And as for Seth to him also a son was born, and he named him Enosh. And then men began to call on the name of the Lord. So what we have here is kind of the end here of the of chapter 4, which kind of gives an account with a little bit of genealogy. Cain is now in the land of Nod, which translates wander. And it's kind of like nodding off. You're falling asleep in our terms today. You've probably used that before. When somebody's falling asleep, they say they're nodding off. Okay, so that's, they're wandering, and that's what the name Nod stands for, is wander. So Cain has a wife and now starts a family. So people who are following along would ask what many have over the years. Cain's wife, was that his sister? Well, it would have to be yes. Uh, the population of Earth was now being um, was now being done through what we have always known and seen, okay, through uh, through childbirth. And at this time, God was protecting the gene pool. As, as time went on, uh, that started to change as more corrupt as more corruption filled the Earth. And later on, during the time of Moses, God created strict laws prohibiting intermarrying and incestuous relations. So as we know today, that it basically causes many health and mental problems within uh, interbreeding, within family members. And all things are in God's will and timing. So why then? Why then? It was God's, again, God's will and timing and his abilities of, pro of protecting the gene pool. We've seen how over the years things have changed and gone downhill. But within time, God changed all, that all around and created the laws saying that this shall not happen now. So Cain's family came along and grew. They developed talents, but unfortunately one, one developed the traits of Cain, which was Lamech. Uh, he was the first ever to take on two wives. And, and then we see him brag about killing a couple guys for wounding him. Uh, however that happened, we don't know. But in the bragging uh, department of it, it shows the root of evil in hearts of man. As some like to do that today. They like to brag about what they've done to people. Some people uh, brag about murdering people without any form of remorse whatsoever. And, and if you've ever talked to somebody who's, who's taken a life before, for the, for the majority it's something that, that never leaves that person. But there's that old saying that, again, there's that old saying that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And I've always noticed that the more rotten the apple, the closer it falls to the tree. And, and Lamech was never seen, or his descendants uh, were seen in the Bible later on. But in, in God's mercy, Adam and Eve have another son by the name of Seth. who was He was mentioned later on. We can call this chapter the first family feud. Now, whoever Lamech killed was obviously a brother as well. Now, as I've said before, we don't get to choose our relatives. I've said this before, we do, and this is an old saying, that we do not get to choose our relatives. God did that. Okay, we, we choose the paths that we want to take. God doesn't commend the things that, the, the, the things that we just read here. He doesn't commend divisive rivalry. We do. 
Families are to be the nucleus of our society. God designed unity. Satan brought division. A lot of these chapters are, are hard to read, but hopefully, again, they can be appreciated for the sake of keeping us from, from things that will, uh, that will keep us from doing these things. You know, you take the military. The military trained people on how to spot tripwires. And it saved a lot of lives. And some of them it didn't. God gave his word to keep us in, in his hands. And when we ignore what we see, there could be consequences like Cain's. And again, we can't choose relatives. But we can choose God. And with God or without him, we're on this earth for a short time. The differences with, with him on earth, when we receive salvation, it, it is for eternity. And that's what matters most. And that's the key here. Receiving God for, for eternal salvation. I don't know what the population of earth is. But whether, whether you're here, you're here for a time. You're here for a short time, you might be here for a long time, but within, within that time it goes fast. Some people live a day and some people have lived to be over a hundred years in our day and age. But what matters most is where we go in the very end. And, and there's only one way we could do that, which is the accepting of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The receiving of Him in our hearts. And at this time, I want to be able to give the opportunity to receive our Lord and Savior. See, when you look at the situation of Cain, and there's been many people who have killed someone, and they would say, how can God forgive such a thing? Well, God does. He does when we ask in truth. One of, the, one of the most influential figures in the Bible in the Old Testament was Moses. Moses killed somebody. But God used him in a mighty way. But again, the condoning of such is never, is never in God's eyes to condone murder. But when you repent and when you receive the Lord, and when you do so in truth... He will take you in. So at this time, I want to be able to give an opportunity to, to, to let you know that no matter what you have done, even if it was in the case of murder, you can be forgiven if you ask in truth. And I want to give the opportunity to be able to receive Him no matter what you've done, whether you've murdered or whether you've never done any of those things. The only way to Him is by receiving Christ into your heart. You don't have to have committed crimes. You don't have to have murdered people. But you must receive Him in order to, in order to receive the kingdom and to be received into the kingdom. So at this time, I want to be able to give you the opportunity again. If you want to pray this prayer after me, Dear God, Father, please forgive me, Lord. Please forgive me of my sins, Lord. Father, thank you for sending your Son to die for my sins. And Lord, I receive you, Lord, in my heart. 
Wash me clean, Lord, of my sins. And Lord, I receive you into my spirit as my Lord and Savior. And Father, I thank you and I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And again, as always, I want to congratulate you if if you said this prayer. One of the most important things you could ever do in your life is receive salvation because life is short and life is unpredictable. But the only thing that's eternal and the only thing is for sure is our time up there in heaven with God. And that's all we have when it's all said and done. So what we do here on earth is what he remembers at all times. So again, I pray that as we go through the word together that you stay the course and that together we will continue to see his truth and to be able to walk in his ways. May God bless you and keep you.